Welcome to the Ignite Movements podcast, where we're helping church leaders go further faster as they develop disciple-making cultures and plant churches. Uh, as always, if the content that, that you hear today is helpful, I uh, hope you'll like, hope you'll subscribe, hope you'll share uh, out to other people as well. Uh, today, what we're talking about is we're talking about different types of church plants. We've talked about laying that disciple-making foundation, but the question is, is okay, where are we headed? What What is that product going to look like when we say we planted a church? Because when you say those words, plant a church, a lot of different things come to mind for a lot of different people. And so what I want to do is I want to kind of roll through a couple different categories uh, because it's really, really important that you get a, a clear idea of what it is you're planting and that you clearly communicate that to the people who are helping you as well. And so I want to talk about two different categories, types of church and styles of church. So uh, as we talk about uh, types of church, there are a few different types that can be involved. And the first one is just a church plant. Uh, and this is typically where, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're for the most part beginning to raise up leaders and, and you're pulling other people together and, and you're just going to start a church that never existed before. And I think that's what we typically think of when we think of a church plant. So just, just, Typical church plant is 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 one of those types of church churches, but then there's also revitalizing a church, uh, and that's that's kind of a whole different ball game. This is not technically a church plant, but frankly, uh, if you want the people of the church, uh, you know, to really be on board, you want them to see it that way. You want them to be thinking in terms of this is a church plant. And so here we're talking about a church that's really in danger of not surviving if drastic measures aren't taken, if something amazing doesn't change in that environment, uh, it, it won't be there a whole lot longer. Uh, and it's really important to, to be honest with the church if, if it appears like maybe that's not feasible, that, that no matter how much they change, it's too late. And, and, and so it's very, very important uh, to, uh, to help them understand that. But if they do understand that massive changes absolutely need to occur, you might be taking a church in order to revitalize it or bring new life back to that church. And in that scenario, um, the people that have been attending the church will continue to attend the church. The leaders that have been leading the church, for the most part, there might be some changes as you begin to discuss. If they're all in on you coming and and revitalizing a church, uh, there might be a few leaders that say, look, I think it's great, but I don't necessarily want to be on the leadership team, or I don't necessarily agree with some of those things. But for the most part, that leadership team may stay intact or may stay uh, in place. Uh, revitalizing could mean rebranding the church uh, or just drastically changing uh, what the church uh, is, is, is doing at the time and making massive changes. But everybody's got to be 100% on board with that concept of making those massive changes. And that's really Really hard to judge sometimes. You're going in, they're desperate, they, they say, yeah, 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 we'll make those changes. Uh, and so you might want to be really, really specific about these are the types of things that you've never even thought of that, that are going to happen here and, and you're going to have to be uh, okay with that. Um, but it's not for the faint-hearted because of that. And uh, you have to be really focused and consistent in making those necessary changes. And you can't let the frustration or the criticism of those who, who want to maintain the status quo stop you from moving ahead. And that's that's really, really important. Uh, being able to constantly cast the vision of sacrificing our own desires to reach the community is really, really key. And then also celebrating those changes uh, uh, the, 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 as they begin to pay off and really talking about, look at what God's doing uh, to help people be able to see that. And so celebrating is really, really key as well uh, to somewhat overwhelm uh, the few naysayers that you may 
still have. Uh, another type is a replant. Uh, and, and, you know, there are times you just have to advise the church, look, I don't think any amount of changing, I don't think any amount of, of the leadership that's here, uh, you know, and, and the changes that they're willing to make is really going to make a difference. Uh, I think at this point, the best thing to do is just close down. And, and, and so that means closing down. It means handing the, the building perhaps over to a church planter uh, who's going to make some improvements to the building. And, and after several months, uh, a new church, a whole new church is going to be planted in that facility. And it's very similar uh, to, to the church planting concept, but with the advantage of having a building, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, but also the possible disadvantage of dealing with honoring the past of a previous church and navigating an emotional handoff, which is also going to be very, very tough. Uh, and, and, and of course, you may even have some of those folks choose to come back to that facility and go to church in the new church, which is awesome as well. And so those are some of the different types of churches that you can plant. But let's talk a little bit about styles. Um, the first one is just the simplest, and that is a rabbit colony. It's just the simplest, most stripped down style of church. Uh, it could be a micro church in a home. It could be a cafe style church in a restaurant or a business. Uh, th these churches are, are just absolutely very, very simple in their, in their style of worship, uh, very low production. It may be a person just with a guitar leading some songs. Uh, then someone talks for 10 minutes and, and, and the people at the tables have some discussions on that topic. So a very stripped down version of what you would typically think of as, as church. Uh, once the group begins to grow, it's very easy uh, to send out another leader and do the same thing in a different lo location. And, and, and the style is called a rabbit colony because of how easy it is to reproduce uh, because of that. And so one of the biggest problems with, uh, with this concept is children's ministry. Uh, you, you know, you can see that coming from a mile away. What are we going to do with kids? Uh, how are we going to grow them? How are we going to disciple them in a way that really connects with where they are in their stage of life? And that is a, a huge, huge issue. Um, the second style is an attractional style, and this is the style that is 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 still very very popular, uh, and can have some success. But I would say, just my personal opinion, some people will get really fired up and say that they totally disagree with me. But I think it's waning culturally, uh, and here's what I mean by that: It used to be, especially in areas like where I live, uh, that that people who were not involved in church they really felt like they should be. Uh, and, and so, you know, they felt like that if, if church was cool and it was relevant and it made sense, like they would seriously consider checking that out. Uh, and, and as we've become more and more secularized, I don't think that's really as true as it used to be. In fact, it's almost not true. And then very seldom is it true. Let's, let's put it that way uh, in, in the culture that we have now. And so um, people just don't have that, that compulsion to feel like I need to be in church uh, in, in, in our culture today. Attractional churches uh, start with what we call the big launch concept. So in other words, um, they, they, they start out, they raise a ton of money, they advertise like crazy, they, they go and, 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 and rent the, the, the nicest space in the, in, the, in the area, they outfit it, move in, move out every single week to make it look absolutely amazing. Uh, and you know they, they build up to a, uh, to a launch very quickly and they hope that maybe 500 people will show up to that first uh, Sunday and then maybe they can hang on to say 300 of them uh, and they'll kind of go forward from there and that's that's kind of their concept and attractional church launch, launches really are better suited to attract bored Christians from their churches frankly just 
it's my opinion, uh, than they are to reach unchurched people. Uh, and even when an attractional church reproduces, it often waits till it's very, very large uh, before it will venture into a new area. Uh, it, it will often move into a new area based on its name as opposed to uh, moving uh, there because God is working and they're beginning to make disciples that make disciples in that area. They'll just say, hey, I think this place needs a church and our church has become very large. People know us. We're going to move in there. And based on our name, we're going to start uh, a, a church. Uh, and so uh, one thing I want to say is just because I'm, I'm saying that it maybe seems like I'm negative about the attractional concept doesn't mean I'm down on being attractive. And I think that's important to understand. And I kind of want to explain the, the difference. There's a, there's a huge difference between an attractional strategy and being attract, attractive. Attractional is a mindset and a strategy that says that if we are awesome, people will come. Uh, but being attractive is a mindset that says at some point as I connect with people and I make disciples in my community, uh, I'm going to want to invite them to church. Uh, and when I do, I want church, I want my church to be engaging. I want it to be interesting. I want it to be helpful. Uh, and so that's a strategy, that, a strategy that says that people will be reached, not because the church is cool, but because as individuals, we connected with people. And the church being interesting and helpful and relevant, that's all something that's a tool in our tool bag for discipling someone else. And so that's kind of the difference between attractive and attractional. Uh, the third style is a Trojan elephant. Uh, and that may sound somewhat interesting uh, and strange, but let me just kind of explain that. Uh, we, we call it that because of the contrast between uh, elephant reproduction and rabbit reproduction. Elephants take uh, way longer to develop in, pre in pregnancy than rabbits. Um, they're, 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 they're bigger, therefore they take longer. And so uh, it's, it's, it's like the illustration that you've heard about how long it takes a battleship to turn versus a, a speedboat to turn. And so on the outside, they often look like large attractional churches, uh, but um, more than likely what they are is reproducing attractive churches. So a Trojan elephant has a strong disciple-making engine and is really, really serious about reproducing. So it's kind of like unzipping a, a, a huge elephant and a lot of rabbits coming out of it. Uh, and it, it doesn't feel like it's got to reach a thousand people before it can start to reproduce or uh, before it can start another church. And they keep things uh, pretty lean so they're able to do that. Uh, it's, always, uh, it's always raising up leaders uh, who want to plant new churches and releasing them. Uh, and it's serious about starting churches out of disciple-making communities as well. Um, and so the, the drawback with this style compared to the rabbit colony is it takes more planning, it takes more work to get off the ground, and it does take more money to get off the ground as well. And it's very dependent on, on a facility. Uh, you you kind of have to have a facility to go with that strategy. And in the future, finding and paying for, for facilities is going to become more and more challenging as, as the political climate continues to shift and change. Uh, the advantage is it's way easier to minister to children through this style. And it's, uh, it's possibly, you could say, even more effective in that way as well. Uh, and so there are some advantages to it uh, as well. There are also hybrids of these styles. Uh, there are networks of micro churches that come together for one large gathering a month. Uh, there are some churches that, that, that uh, consider all of their groups, so to speak, 
to be micro churches, and they really run like micro churches, but they they actually come together and meet at uh, what you would think of as the church. Uh, they they come and meet there every single week. In fact, uh, so there's different ways of thinking, different ways uh, of doing that. But here's what I think is really important as we kind of wrap up. I think what's important is that you make sure that you think through these styles and you decide what fits your context and what fits your leadership style. Uh, and so that is that is absolutely crucial for you to consider. And it's extremely important that you clearly cast a vision for the people that are helping you uh, of what we're talking about. Because again, many times people will, will hear, I'm planting a church and they think, okay, I totally know what that is, and it might not be the same thing that you have in mind. And so it's very, very important that you understand these different uh, types and styles, and it's also very important that you uh, have identified which one fits you best and that you communicate that with other people as well. Well, that's all the time that we have today. And I just want to say again, uh, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, we'd love to see your comments or your questions. Uh, feel free to private message us if, uh, if you would like anything to do with church planning, disciple making, pastoring. We would love to be able to help you with that. Uh, again, like, subscribe, share if the content is helpful. And we will see you again next month.